You're about to enjoy the podcast version of Push to Talk. The show is broadcast live each Saturday at 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern on twitch.tv slash imperiumnews. Please visit our website at pushtotalkshow.com. Please enjoy the show. Hide my smile, I want to drink their sorrow. Still they swallow who they follow. And I find it kind of funny, find it kind of sad. The fleets in which they're dying are the best they've ever had. They find it hard to target, they find it hard to take. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Push to Talk. Hopefully all the sound is working. If it is, it's the first time ever in like two years. So, um, do you guys hear me okay over the Discord? That was, that was kind of weird. Yeah. First time ever in two years. How does that make sense? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm sorry, I, I wasn't listening. I can hear you. Oh, that's but, fantastic. Thank you very yeah. much. So I want to welcome to the show. We'll start with the uh, folks who are not on video. Uh, we'll start down there with uh, RJ. Hey, RJ. Say hey to everybody. Hola. How you doing? Welcome back. He's very excited. We've got Scythe out there as well. Not on video Hello. this week. Hello. All right. Then we have the normal crew. Uh, well, actually, we have Paramedic joining us back from a little bit of a hiatus. Welcome back, Para. Thank you. We put uh, him on the uh, big screen because of that beautiful picture of uh, Mittens in the back there. It's just, uh, it's just right, very cla right. It's classy. Yeah. It's it's very masterpiece theater like. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. anybody remembers that show, um, Mist is already eaten. He's ready. He's primed. He's ready to ask I've all his questions. Well, I've I've asked questions in the pre-show, so you can catch up with what we talked about by catching the <laughs> podcast. And we have a total newbie out there, and he uh, he's not being attacked by a cat presently, so he's pretty good. 
Now I'm being attacked by bees. Oh no. Oh, no. And we have our so, so everybody that's out there that watches Property Brothers, tell me that CCP Rise is not Jonathan. I have no idea. I, I actually don't watch Property Brothers, I'm, but I'm not as old as you, so, you know, I'm good. And welcome, obviously, to CCP Rise. Thank you, CCP Rise, for taking some Thanks. time on your weekend you early in the morning. On everyone's weekend, yeah. No problem. So thank you very much. And hello to everybody out there in the audience. Thank you. Uh, we obviously will be happy to, if you have questions, please, uh, for CCP Rise, post them in the chat, and we will relay them. I don't know if you're watching the chat, Rise. But I did not. pull it up, yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll watch for stuff. And if there's really little things, maybe I can just grab them in chat instead of having that, to talk. That's absolutely great. Uh, sometimes we'll repeat them for the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... Uh... I do apologize for the blue halo around my head. Uh, we're trying out, uh, on me at least, the uh, new VCAM from uh, XSplit that they've got out there. And uh, I tried to calibrate it, so it didn't do that, but that's not working. So, hey. Is that the I just assumed you'd there? achieved enlightenment, yeah. I, 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 I have. I have. Yeah. But... Good good job on that. Thank you. you know? is, that, Thank you. is that the setting so you don't need, like, a green screen? <laughs> I like when I'm reading in the mid-chat, mid-show messages site, don't forget to unmute. And uh, thank you for that uh, that production quality. Oh, did uh, you? I'm actually texting your wife. Did you unmute us? You know? I'm... No. Um... People in the audience can hear us. I know because I, I uh, muted all of you on here and listened to the show for a second. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I had to don my bee that uh, that newbie brought me because Para had his on, so I, I didn't want him to feel alone with his uh, bee pin. I, I never feel alone Vegas. with me and my bee. There you go. In my heart. And his invisible friend. So before yeah, we get into the show, um, Para, did you have anything to update us on your little hiatus or anything like that? Or Oh, um, well, I guess at some point, God, it's been, it's been months. I've been deep... In, in six RCQ, just waiting. Uh, I guess the war ended months ago, but I've been hell camping six RCQ until like I don't know a few days ago. And I came home, and and I guess I have a child now, and uh, <laughs> you know a lot of a lot has changed. A lot, yeah. It's it's hard kind of adjusting back to uh here especially because yeah i mean i don't know at one point the keep star disappeared and that was really weird and i was like fuck the north is doing really well i mean god they're so but uh, apparently we just like took it back just on anchor whatever weird <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> i want to know how how did you how did your wife get pregnant and have a child while you were hell camping out of town i mean what how does that work well i mean it was probably she was pregnant from before i mean the war was only what like two months long just come on now i was trying to trip you up a little but it didn't right I, it, yeah it, it's it's get a little jealousy thing going on there you know right right of my wife i don't know oh <laughs> you hmm. missed the you missed the best part of the hmm. pregnancy when she's all grumpy so you're good hell camping right well i was i was hell camping six or cq it, it wasn't uh it wasn't very exciting. Uh, nobody showed up. Weird. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Rise, you're here, and uh, this show is really all about you. And, oh, wow. And, and CCP and, and what CCP is doing, um, and primarily about Onslaught, right? Um, you know, from, a, from an internal perspective from CCP's side, what are what are some of the things that you personally or CCP thought were really important developments within the uh, within the uh, onslaught release that you were putting out there? Well, um, it's gonna be tricky for me to do a good job um, talking about this topic, but obviously the Wardex stuff is the biggest thing going on uh, for us, and it's been a pretty big topic. I mean, I forever, I guess, and. Um, Particularly lately, it's really gotten to be super important to everyone internally to to start addressing. So um, that's definitely the biggest thing, but um, not the biggest thing for my team. So <laughs> uh, I'll have to kind of 
tread a little carefully talking about the the word X stuff, but that's definitely uh, a super, super big deal for us. You know, we did a bunch of investigation. I'm sure you guys have heard quite a bit about this if you've been paying attention, but you know, there was a lot of investigation into Wordex because it's one of the things that we hear most in sort of our normal feedback channels, I guess, things like um, exit surveys and um, GM tickets and stuff like that. You know, there's 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 just constant um, issues surrounding Wordex, people having a terrible time. And so that eventually led to some pretty deep uh, analytics investigation, which showed that in fact, it's actually really, really toxic. It's hurting the game really bad the way it was set up before. So trying to start dealing with that and get us to a healthier place so that people don't just literally run from the game because they get you know, harassed as soon as they start to make friends uh, is a pretty, mm. pretty big deal. To okay. highlight that, I, was creating, I created a trial account when I was going through the new player experience. We were looking at like shaping it for an article. And I got mm -hmm. invited to a random corporation that's like 86 people in, but they mm -hmm. had an active war deck. Yeah. And I, so I chatted to them and I said, hey, you know, you got like, they're like, they were really chatty. They were like really enthusiastic. I didn't have anything that like linked me to my Goons one characters or anything. So to them, I was generally a new player. And they said, hey, yeah, I can join in and help out. I'm like, well, you, I know you guys have got a war deck and I know that's bad. So mm -hmm. I didn't join that group. So I didn't, if I was a genuinely new person that knew about the war deck system, that's me saying no to a whole social aspect of it. Yeah, I exactly. Bad for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's exactly the problem. And, you know, we, like all EVE players know, once you can get involved in the social, social aspect, the game really takes off. I mean, it's really not a game until you're, I mean, I say this as a mostly solo PVPer, but it's it really gains so much when people get involved with other players and so when we have this huge disincentive to do that it's pretty backwards and 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 it's easy to see for us the stark negative effects from that on on what happens with uh new player retention and stuff so yeah it's a big deal to, to try and start dealing with that hmm. yeah I would, I would think it would be even worse if you were a new player missed and you didn't know about the war deck system and you joined and just yeah. Yeah. Kept getting blown up, right? I mean, that's yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of really, a bunch of really bad effects. That another really common one um, is that you just get told not to log in. You know, you oh, join, yeah. you join, yeah. and people don't want you losing stuff. Maybe you lose a little bit, and they say, "Oh, just don't log in until the war deck's over." Well, people just stop logging in, and then they just never log in again. Mm -hmm. and, uh, play something completely different. Yeah. Is yeah. That's what I was looking into. Is like um, another thing is. The biggest concern is now the ceilings moved from uh, don't be in a player corporation to avoid war decks to now don't own a structure. Right. But that's a massive jump. If you think about the numbers, um, like when you set structures up, you have to pay for the structure itself, the fuel, um, the modules, everything, and then effectively you're having to upkeep a structure. Yes. Yeah. Worry about paying high um, index fees because you're set up in a system that's not popular. So you get low index. And then you've got to think about how much money you've got to put stuff through before the structure starts paying for itself. Because we were looking at rigging arsenals for moon mining in HiSec. And the 2% bonus that you get to the yield of the frac, we were like, we're going to have to probably do this for a year and then we break even mm -hmm. is that worth it is that worth as a small group to invest a billion into this to then effectively gain maybe a couple of million extra each fret or should we just do other things and it was that decision to no point to effectively spend all of that money on a small on structures when we can use other people's structures guess we have to pay the fees but we don't have we we're not at risk of losing all of our structures and loss of equipment mm -hmm. yeah i mean it'll be another thing to consider in that sort of cost benefit equation obviously people find structures worth it in plenty of circumstances so 
Mm. Um, I'm sure they'll still be there for a lot of folks. But the other, the, you know, the other thing we can see really clearly when when looking at how this all works now is that once people do find it worth it to have a structure, once they're capable of figuring out problems like the one you just described, they're able to also handle the problem of Wardex a lot better. They, yeah. the, the horrible logout rates and churn rates related to being in a Wardex are much less pronounced. And um, usually the kills in the decks are more even and people, you know, basically by the time they're able to figure out something like whether or not it's worth it to, to get that for structure, they're also able to handle Wardex. And so uh, just seems like a good cutoff point to start with. And that is, I mean, that for to a large degree, that is the game, right? Figuring out what you're capable of doing and trying things and putting down a structure and realizing, ah, oh, well, shit, that wasn't really worth the money and I'm money or, oh, wow, that worked really well. Like that is the yep. game. And, and, and we don't want a game. I don't think anybody wants a game where successes are handed to you or there's an obvious, like, this is exactly how you should do it and follow these ways. Successful. I mean, just join Game Fleet at that point, right? The the I mean, the bottom line is like you want to have the opportunity to fail. That's how the stories get told. That's and that's you know how how you learn and get better at the game. Yeah, and I mean, also you have when you have difficult problems like that, you know, you get you get experts in those problems who get delegated to, and then you either have to decide if it's worth figuring it out for yourself or having someone else do it for you, in which case mm -hmm. you have to decide if you trust them or not. Like, yeah, this all, all the good Eve stuff comes out of those kind of problems, I think. Right. Um, we had a question in the audience from Sadis about new player retention numbers and comparing between alliances or blocks, like difference mm. between um, a group like Test versus Horde versus Imperium or so on. Yeah, that's a good question. I actually have never seen much uh, analysis geared towards comparing different social groups. Um, you know, most of the time we're looking at, really, I think we feel it's so clearly a win once people make it to those groups, no matter which one it is, that right. we don't bother trying to, especially because we're not we're not directly supporting or incentivizing one group or another. We don't really have a reason to try and compare. Mm -hmm. um, and usually when we're talking about new players were just like, how do we keep them there for two logins? Or how do we keep them there for at least three hours? Uh, not what are they doing, you know, a week after they join one group versus another. But that would be, it would be cool to look at. I mean, we've talked, uh, I mean, throughout all the years I've been at CCP, there's always been this lingering conversation of would we, since we know, you know, that, that you guys are so good at um, getting new players going and educating them and supporting them, it would kind of be a dream for us to just hand them to you directly. Um, but it's scary because there's lots of potential issues, you know, there's mm -hmm. lots of griefing and issues about favoritism and stuff that could happen depending on how we do it. So we've always stayed away from it. But if we did start to go down that road a little more explicitly, we definitely, I think, would want to look at how different groups, uh, had, you know, results look for keeping people around. Yeah, that's the, that's the value of it. I mean, on the one hand, you don't want to kind of put a rubber stamp on one group versus another and yeah. say, these guys are better if you want to join the game and actually keep playing, right? But at yep. the same time, different groups have different cultures and different strategies for maintaining uh, players, and, and we have an interest in new players joining the game, too, obviously. We want people to join and to play yeah. and continue playing and enjoying it. So from the corporate directorship perspective, it actually it would be useful information because we could say, okay, well, if players who join Horde stay and continue playing longer than players who join test what are the differences between those cultures and what are they doing that we do but but at the same time you don't want to yeah. be set, seen as going oh yeah horde you know that right. should join no that would be yeah. i mean you know that it might be there might be a way to do that it might be a way to say that we you know rather than saying rather rubber stamping a particular group we might be able to look at something about what that group's doing and then say mm -hmm. you know when we see the players get into this many fleets a week or when they um you know, I don't know some some uh, some metric that isn't necessarily saying it's because they're in this group, but maybe is linked to the things that group is doing. Um, then right. everybody can learn from it. That could be like, pretty cool, actually. Groups with you know who who do SRP who do it within one week tend to do better sure. than groups that have uh -huh. you know a month long or something like that. Yeah, that would right, be really yeah. interesting and wouldn't give the like oh horde you know that's the one right. Yeah, that'd be cool. There's so much that uh, it'd be good to do related to new players. It's like a never-ending black hole of effort. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I can see that being like a slippery slope if they even publish that kind of data because, you know, even though it's just pixels, people still don't want to lose something. So you really put a metric out that says, oh, you're safer in this organization or this organization <laughs> right. tends right, to right, be right. better. You know, it, that I think that would actually kill it. <laughs> yeah. The I, game's I hard to kill, I promise. I think you need yeah. choices. <laughs> The game has seemed to be pretty hard to kill, right? Despite some of the best efforts of all the parties involved at different yep. times. Yeah, exactly. We've tried sometimes. You guys try sometimes. Right. Still here. We 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 don't we don't try and destroy the game. <laughs> Not. Well, we don't even don't. Not lately. One time, that's still in six RCQ hill camping. So there's that one time, and then the time before that, and that one other time. That one time in 2007, and then in 2009. Yeah, 2008. Oh, and then 10. What the heck happened to Safe there? Holy crap! Did we get feedback on his mic? He, yeah, he like he like bounced up to Venus. Or he was in your anus. Just wow. stop it. Stop it. <laughs> We're trying to be professional. Rise is here, remember? Behave. Professional. <laughs> so what what kind of considerations now obviously there's there's the corporate structure stuff, but then without talking about that, what kind how how do you attract new players on top of retaining new players? The game's been around forever and I think everybody in the world has expectations about it. Uh, what kind of efforts are being made beyond just retaining players who are, but to see somebody going, oh, Eve, yeah, I should check that out. Yeah, I mean, that's a super tough question. Right. <laughs> uh, we have seen some super big successes with like all like with super different things. The mm-hmm. uh, This is Eve attracted like really insane amount of players. Uh, okay free-to-play transition attracted a ton of players big news items you know big fights Mm -hmm. uh attract tons of players and then we're always trying to you know chip away at the early experience so that those new players say slightly nicer things about getting in um Mm -hmm. with mixed results Mm -hmm. yeah i was talking in in She's actually out there in the audience, I think, still Lilith. And we're working on an INN article about coming into the game new. And I think one of the biggest things um, in our discussions came up was learning how to move your ship. Even with the intro, right? And even knowing people. um, Having someone, I think, because I logged in, did a screen share, showing her how to move a ship um, was extremely beneficial. I mean, that... Eve is so different. No, it, it's not a dumb thing, Lilith. It, it is It is very different when you're used to playing games where you point yourself and you go. Right? Eve isn't like that. We Did we lose? You're a, su- you're a submarine. Hmm? Yeah. I didn't hear your response, Ryze. You're... He's lighting up, but he's not coming through his sound. Do you guys hear him? No. Okay. Try to drop asked down. Him a really hard question, and he muted himself. Here, try, try it again. Sorry, this the Discord server ate a bunch of. Okay, yeah, it looks Is it any better. Discord. Much better, much better. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to change this to Central Server. Oh, I'm glad, glad we can play in the server, and not me. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I just totally be a show without an audio problem. The Sorry, fact, I fixed the audio problem in half a second. The fact that Scythe is on the ball managing the the Discord server is amazing. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Hey, that's that's the only reason I'm here, honestly. I don't provide any other content other than making sure the Discord works. <laughs> um, but yeah, to go back, I mean, I just totally agree, and we've seen a lot of that in you know any any user testing or new player testing we've done. That like we have a totally different paradigm for how the very basics, the super fundamentals of the game works, and so people just cannot quickly intuitively pick it up for the most part which is a really big challenge and that you know i think it has a lot to do with why so many of the people who pick it up actually leave almost right away like a lot of them don't you know make it past the place where their ship spawns because they're like what is this and just give up immediately um 
so yeah, it's stuff, but we're always trying, trying new stuff in the NPE and trying to make little incremental improvements so that that experience is more likely to be positive. And then hopefully that, in, you know, improves sentiment and like word of mouth about it, but probably a lifelong battle we'll have. Probably. I mean, well, I mean, eventually, I mean, somewhere, I mean, it's a hard game to explain, right? We've all tried to explain what Eve is to other people. And uh, it's a challenging game, but it is clearly, I mean, I've never played a video game this long, right? Yeah. And other games that you buy, I mean, you pay $50, $60 for a game, you play it for a month or two or three, and then, okay, every once in a while you'll go back to it. Whereas Eve, you're into it, and it's interesting all the time, at least once you're in. It's just getting over that bridge to, to be all in, right? Yep. Totally. And I think that's, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the folks we do get just get convinced of that before they figure out how to play it. So they're willing to go through, uh, the work to figure it out. You know, if you, if you're excited enough and you have people telling you it's worth it, um, then you'll, you'll spend the time to actually learn all those mm -hmm. basics that are not so intuitive, but yeah, we just got to convince people that. <laughs> Eve is not a second job. I think that's a it's an over thing. But no, I don't like that one. I don't like that a lot yeah. of the perception is that it takes yeah. takes so much of your life. I don't, I, at least not my experience, that that has to be the case. Eve's one of the rare games where the more you put in actually per hour, the more you can get out. So if you're ratting away, if you rap for two hours, you'll get a certain amount of payout. If you're out for three hours, you should get 50% more than what you would have got if you had it for two hours. The fact <laughs> that there is actually a direct, like, I, I put in an input, I get a, an output that is effectively for how much work I put in, is why people think Eve is a second job and see yeah, it. Yeah. The more they work, the more effort they put in, the more you do, the more you get out. So the advantage of playing Eve is effectively get to a site where you're happy with what you do. Like I build stuff in perimeter at the moment. I log in for 10 minutes every day to build my stuff, to move my stuff around. I, I get a good output on that, but obviously I can get even more if I spend more time looking at finding stuff, setting up my own PI so I don't have to buy minerals and materials. Maybe the trick to breaking that reputation then is to give you like less returns on all activities the longer you play. Like mm. rat ratting bounties go down uh, each hour you play longer. So pretty soon that problem goes away and people just like uh, only play an hour a day. Like put like yeah, an that, energy that'll system. That'll work well. That'll, good, that'll right? keep players, right? There's yeah. other systems in general that make people not want to play as much. Like if you had a system <laughs> people could declare war on other people and shoot them for free, and they could just do it to anyone, then yeah. you know the bigger people would shoot the smaller people, and the smaller people wouldn't <laughs> log in. Yeah, and there can, you go. We can fix that, this reputation in no time. We, we, just we play solved it. We just solved it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whoa, we just we, we just got a token ass question. Look at Holy that shit. Question. Holy fuck. <laughs> I say, um, There's no question mark. I don't think that's a question. That a looks statement. like a it's run a on sentence. I actually have to. Can can someone copy that into the mid chats? Because I can't read all of them. Yeah, I'll copy yeah, it. Okay, you do. Oh, it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I mean, I, without reading that entire thing um, before I start talking. <laughs> yeah. um, Something really interesting about uh, new player experience, and I, I've been, I don't know, always thinking about this a lot because new player is really interesting to me. And I don't know, I was listening to another um, a lead dev talk about um, Path of Exile this weekend and how it it's it is sort of a trap to con to like go too deep into figuring out how to set up MPE because most for the most part. Uh, NPE metrics are extremely consistent and resilient, kind of regardless of what you do. Um, we totally we did an A/B test uh, a couple years ago when we were when I was on the team working on NPE stuff, where we completely ripped out um, the NPE, so there was actually nothing. Like you just came into the game and there was nothing at all. Like you just started in space and did whatever you wanted, and it affected new player attention by something like two absolute percent. So we went from like fourteen percent new player attention to 12% or something like that. I, those are not the actual numbers. I just am like, as an example, 
Um, and, and for the most part, that's the case. Like, I mean, you do see differences, of course, but um, it, it's not ever as dramatic as I think people would expect. Uh, for the most part, people react to the game regardless of what mm-hmm. the new player experience is set up to be like. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just the case across all games. That's what the, the Path of Exile lead was talking about, is that they, they were scared when they launched because uh, their new player retention was so low that, you know, only like, 40% of their players got to the first boss, which should happen in the first 15 minutes or something. And so they put a bunch of effort in, and then after they were all done, found out that it didn't change it at all. That's just that's just sort of a, I don't know, like a property of their game is that that's about what their, their new player attention is going to be like, almost no matter what they do. So, so what is, do we know what the industry average is for new player retention in any kind of MMO type game? Probably could look it up on the internet, but I just don't know off the top of my head. It's actually right pretty now. hard to find out. Um, you know, we've I've been able to talk with some other devs and, and compare, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think there are like publicly available. You can you can like pay for big super data sets that have a bunch of clients that have similar games, but even that is is like sort of limited. Um, mm-hmm. So I've never seen like an industry standard for uh, um, what those metrics look like. Yeah, it would be really interesting. I mean, I've I've played another a number of other MMOs, but never really took hold in in any of them. I mean, once yeah. you know, the first one I ever did was Asheron's Call, and you know, I played that until it blew up basically, um, and then Eve, right? Right. Yes. I mean, so. So earlier, Rise Lamsey actually asked a question that says, if you look at GSF and the Radig Mining Reports, I'm assuming he means the Mer. how does CCP look at that, and is GSF getting too big? Uh, um, what a loaded question. Not to put you on the remember, spot, Remember, we have you mostly I, I, I just, surrounded. I just <laughs> want to know. Just, I mean, it's like, you know, Gurgoons, goons, those successful bastards. Definitely no specific those those uh, successful bastards. There's there's really not no conversation internally that's centered around a particular group or style or output or anything. Um, there is some like we have some isk faucet issues and some mineral faucet issues, and we need to probably be thinking about that and start thinking about ways to improve it, but um, it's definitely not targeted at any, I mean, not that people will be affected equally if we make changes, but it's the, mm. the conversation is, is never like those goons are uh, well being too productive or something. It, it's probably, I mean, right. It's a different kind of individual that has graduated, has, you know, come to the GSF, right. It's clearly a place of min maxing, right. And other groups don't seem to be that organized. So from a game balance perspective, that has to be hideously challenging for CCP, right? Um, nerfing things like ISK faucets and, you know, mining and things like that just piss everybody off, right? Because they're like, I have to work harder to get the same amount of income that I used to have to support my gameplay style, right? Um, at the same time, it makes anybody going against that larger group have a bigger challenge. But you have, it's clear, for a dec- for a decade at least, you've had an isk faucet problem. You can't I, pull. Yeah. It's... You can't scale things, though. I'm sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, man. the scaling is, is like, if you nerf, how, how do you punish people for working together as large groups of individuals versus without punishing individuals who try to work alone, right? It, it's a scalability issue. Uh, if you have 10,000 people doing the same thing, it's going to be 10,000 times more effective than one person doing it, and possibly oh, yeah. more so because of your economies of scale. But, yeah, there, oh, I mean... the grading on a curve aspect. Mm-hmm. There's, there's obviously, you know... Lots of areas that work that way, uh, and we're not going to try and change that. Like, we're not going to try and scale, like, deliberately scale to 
uh, or deliberately change things to punish people, you know, in systems that scale really well right now with numbers. I think something we do want to do, and we've actually been um, successful at more than usual lately, is create opportunities for, um, like, create incentives for people to do stuff that doesn't scale as well. Um, an old example of that is like exploration, is like one of the most popular, um, especially for earlier players, uh, PVE things to do or income things to do, but it doesn't scale in the same way and it, it doesn't create as much faucet. And so it's it's kind of healthier for the system. So when we can support that kind of activity and sort of entice people away from the things that scale really obscenely and, and um, uh, yeah, and like, that's good. And that's, you know, that's what a lot of the abyss is doing. Mm -hmm. um, it's It's, putting a lot of reward for effort and focusing a lot on rewarding away from actual just raw ISK faucet. Um, so we're looking for opportunities to do that kind of stuff without hopefully ever having to go and say like, there's actual diminishing returns on doing this activity that are arbitrary and just make you feel bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's a tricky line to walk. I mean, like you said, it's tough. Anytime we're going in and saying like, you're making a whole bunch of money doing a thing and, and we, kind of need it to be less, that's obviously really tough territory to get into without making everybody feel bad. So quickly touching up on that, with the patch notes for December 2018, there is one sentence that got a lot of people a bit rifled up, and that is, nice goblins find it, is it the anomaly one? Yes, it is the anomaly one. Yeah, I'm not going to say, I, I, that's not my, I actually don't know the details exactly. And uh, I'm guessing if they wanted you to have more detail, they would have put it in the patch note. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to leave that alone. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's fair. I mean, people would be like, why didn't you ask that question? Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I want to mention is the new play experience that's obviously gone through a couple of iterations and people saying, um, you should get skill points, you should get rewards for completing them. Completing the new player experience actually gives you uh, skill rewards. So if you do complete it, you get for the first um, quest mission that you have, you get given a spaceship command four. So that's a day worth of training you get for free for completing it. So yeah, we also have pretty good. Uh, I mean, Having rewards, I guess, is its own thing if people are just thinking that it'd be uh, kind of more motivational. But we've also just messed around a ton with how many skill points you start with, how many skill points you end up with by the time you're done with it. Um, so there's there's been lots of... We're always kind of playing around with that. Probably that will happen more. Um, I mean, the, mm -hmm. the big demand was the, um, the Magic 14, the skills that affect every single ship. Uh -huh. And effectively, maybe pushing up a bit more in that. Is like the targeting, the shield, the armor, the mechanics, mm -hmm. all those skills, they affect everyone. So they say, well, if you're going to fly a ship, these are the 14 skills that will always affect your ship. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I'm on board with that. You know, I, a couple of years ago, we went in because there was a long we We bounced back and forth on these new player philosophies a lot. A long time ago, they had the idea that it was really valuable for people to experience progression, that like you needed to be kind of unlocking things and training things so that you felt like you were getting better and you you could see how the progression in the game worked. So they actually stripped the starting skill points down to almost nothing mm -hmm. uh, and then um, tried to get you training all that core stuff early. And then there was a period where a while back where I was working on it, like where I was on a team that was working on it. And, and we said, well, it's really, really sucks if there's just actual barrier to, you know, you can't do anything effectively because you don't have these skill points. Yeah. So we're going to go all the way the other way. And we, you know, pulled, we pushed the starting skill points up a ton. We went from 50,000, I think, up to 420,000 or 260,000. I don't remember. 350,000, I think, for a new starter. And then, yeah, yeah. like, when you get the, um, uh, do the first mission, you get Spaceship Command full. Right. Four, it goes up by about 75,000. Yeah. Um, so that was like, you know, we, times 
eight or whatever the the starting points with that basic idea that like you, you just need that stuff so let's just get that out of the way and then your training can be on things that seem fun like new ship classes mm -hmm. or whatever and maybe we could go even further that way you know get get those the ones you mentioned like even higher but i don't know that's yeah something we'll probably just keep playing around with see if there's some magic point where it seems to have the best effect but got someone in chat saying about don't think player new players realize they're not that they're getting skill or how many skills they are getting right in the new player experience yeah there's a that's lot a... of um string changes and a lot of text changes that are coming with the update that effectively tell you and explain it a bit more i've read them on hobo leaks and from there it seems like it is actually explaining a lot more information which is good Okay, yeah, I don't know about the specific text changes this release, but um, of, uh, I got I just know. <laughs> I just know we're always fiddling with with that. I kind of agree. I mean, that's the we used. We're just saying it reminded me of sort of the other philosophy, which is that the skill point system is actually kind of generally unneeded complexity early, and that we'd be better off like setting some sort of auto alpha training that you know we can just not you know, not make people worry about that in their first day or two and instead have them worry on like moving their ship or, you know, understanding some other basics about how the universe works. But so do you, yeah, think just it's, keep uh, trying stuff. Do you, do you think it's a information related deficiency? Meaning, you know, I know you guys at CCP have reduced your player team who would have covered topics like this and maybe introduced it on the website and things like that is that actually hindering you guys because a lot of you guys are probably wearing multiple hats now and having to put that kind of information out as well um no i don't think so um the team like the the at least from my perspective in dev the the sort of amount of people that would be focusing on this kind of stuff hasn't really changed very much so um it's possible that that community team resources would have been affected a while back when we cut that team down a little bit. Um, but we're still doing a lot of uh, kind of newer player oriented community work, even though the team's a little smaller. So hopefully it's not affected too much. There's one point I want to ask before we move off to patch notes and stuff. Um, Abyssal Dead Space. Abyssal jump mechanics have been significantly changed to allow for invulnerability whilst using Trigating Gates. Does uh -huh. this now mean when I'm leaving the Abyss with all my high-end T5 loot and I've got 20 seconds on the clock, if I hit jump on that gate, I'm not going to blow up? That's what that means. We finally got that fixed. <laughs> I think that's... Because you, effectively, you you don't have a twenty minute window. You've got a nineteen and a half minute window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the server's got to tick for you to have actually left Abyss. Yep. But well, yeah, you... that's the thing. It's it was set up that the timer is is based on you being in the Abyss, and as far as the server's concerned, you're there until you move out, even if you started mm -hmm. the session change. So, um, yeah, you would you would get killed, uh, which was really bad. That was probably the biggest um like experience issue we had and it's been sitting there for a bit and now it is fixed which is that's good to hear yeah because that's one of the things that was holding some people back effectively because they say well what if i click jump and you know stuff yeah happens? you have to go into abyss knowing that you're probably not going to get reimbursement if things go wrong yeah i mean it was it was like you know a niche or a, a rare problem because most people are finishing with more time than that, but it's such a bad, such a bad feeling when that actually happens. So, um, yeah, very happy to get that fixed finally. Uh, keeping on, does anyone else have anything they want to ask? Oh, cause I've got a couple things I want to sign off about abyss unless other people want to jump in with questions. I'm just waiting for the Intosis question. I'm not going to actually ask about Intosis questions. <laughs> I mean, having the Intosis Trigavian mods that allow me to capture something longer would be cool. That's something I just thought of right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Abyss for cruisers. We've got Abyss for frigates. I assume 
possibly we're looking at the 3v3 PvP arena with the groups of frigates facing off another group of frigates. We've got Trigavian battleships, we've got Trigavian Logi, which is exciting. Um, is it 125 drone bay? 125 yeah, drone bay. Might be a little big. Yeah. With 75 on the bandwidth, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the best battle Logi around. The, well, the thing about that is you can get your 75 bandwidth to drones repping your target while your main repper spews up. And it also has, because it's got four high slots, so you have mm -hmm. your repper, you've got your repper, you've got your two cap chain, and you've got your dedicated gun for getting on those kill mills. That's right. Dedicated gun for the kill mills. You always got to get yeah. on the kill mills. Go ahead. Just Go from an interest point, Rise, how often do you guys actually get to play the game? You know, where you can kind of say, yeah, they built this, but man, this kind of sucks. Maybe we need to relook. <laughs> um, I mean, we get to play a lot. We can play as much as we want. Uh, I think the, the trick there is just our exposure to different features is a little bit different than it would be if we weren't employees, at least for some of us. Um, like, you know, we... Basically, we can play as much as we want as long as nobody figures out we're a dev, which means we have to kind of keep our heads down a little bit. Um, mm. So there's lots of features where it's really easy to, you know, stay in touch and, and interact with them a lot. And then there's others um, like, I don't know, uh, like, I mean, for me at least, I just have to stay away from joining big organizations, which means, um, you know, interacting with like the solve system is is much harder i need to rely a lot more on feedback or um watch stuff a lot or talk to people rather than directly using it a lot myself because i just can't join a big um solve alliance without people figuring out who i am right mm -hmm. so do you think that maybe it would actually benefit the game if you guys not overtly but you know, you made a concerted effort to join like new player corps, so you could really kind of get gather the intel on what yeah. their experience. I mean, definitely, and there's a lot of people who do. There's a lot of we have plenty of people playing in those groups that are not quite as like um, easy to figure out or find. Um, you know, any any dev who doesn't who isn't like public facing basically has a lot easier time. So we have plenty of people using who are able to play in those groups. Um, I do think it'd be great if it was easier for more of us to do that. It's kind of been a long-running internal debate on how how that should all work. For a while, there was a group sort of pushing really hard to make it actually overt, just to be like, devs are just going to play in the open and just suck it up because it's worth it. But we decided that wasn't a good idea and <laughs> kind of kept the existing policy. But um, yeah, I think we're we're able to we're able to play plenty to. Um, you know, stay pretty in touch with stuff. And especially once that's like supported by all the kind of connections to the community we have, whether it's CSM or normal feedback or whatever, we, we can round out any little gaps in our experience with uh, talking to players. Cool stuff. Alrighty, missed you had a bunch of questions and we've got you know, about 10 minutes left, so. You probably suck so, up all that ten minutes. So go I, I ahead. I feel like I've been hogging all the time. I feel like you guys but should it, talk it is, about it. It's all your Oh, you can't get out of it that easy. <laughs> Every week, you're <laughs> here like once in a while, so you can talk because you got to catch up. That's a They're tired good. of listening to us anyway. You did a great spin there, trying to make that about we should talk more. Um, the Ministry of Truth. You know, we're always hiring. Uh, I so, yeah. I think I'd be great at that job. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, what hasn't missed I'll, it I'll today? Get, I'll get in touch after the show. Is it, is it like there it is. Just lying about video games with fake statistics. I mean, if we truly, no. truly sign me up. We never lie about video games. You know, it's lead accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're recruiting people like that, you should probably look for recruiting the oh. higher end class of people. There's a, there's a, there's a keep star getting shot. 
We are extremely egalitarian. There is no higher or lower class of people in the Imperium. There's just Imperium members and puppies, and those are the two classes. So, Rise, we need to make you incognito somewhere. You just give Nubian and I a call. We'll work with you. Yeah, pens. Oracle mine and how to roll holes with faxes properly. Yeah. Yes, you must you must come in and roll a hole with the facts, please. Man, I hope he's watching right now. No, but nobody will get mad at you. Taken out of context and not knowing what you're talking about, that that'll be hilarious. Um, if somebody grab that soundbite on you, newbie. The just to let everyone know, uh, hard knocks keep that took me longer than it should have. Hard Knocks keeps Star in their signature rage system in their home staging thing in the wormhole. Wow, yeah, that was that took me. Is that five percent? Their shields are at five percent. First time for their keep star. Yeah, for the keep star in their home territory because they are currently being invaded. Nice. And this is breaking new stuff. So this is a keep star in I think it's a C five. You can have capitals in there. You can have a doomsday. You can have a doomsday with a rig. You can have all this big, powerful guns. And the enemy's got to actually strategically bring in stuff. And they've got to roll multiple holes to bring in. So having it at that level isn't rages C6. It's. I love Noisy. He's like on. He's always on his A game. He is. Uh, Rage six. So you can. Can you put capitals through a C6 yes. wormhole? From... Okay, yes. so yes. you can you can deploy capitals into it. Cool, because some systems there are people who put Keepstar in a C2. That is never going to die. You can, that's that's killable. That's no, you you can I mean, do that. Like, if okay, if it if you have someone who is actually competent and knows what they're doing. Is probably not going to die. I'm having a look at a kill mail for a Soyater, which only had two low slots and no rigs, and all tech one gear. Clearly, they didn't know what they were doing. Um, didn't we kill? Yes, but that were you didn't have to worry about getting all those ravens and all those other stuff into the wormhole environment, and it wasn't an operational keep star as well. That is a major factor that goes into it. Well, the, pro um, the problem with killing a keep star in a hole is you have to get to the hole. Yeah. And then you have to get people willing to stay in that hole for a long time and log off in that hole. Mm, I mean, that is. is something I think CCP should actually look at is like, okay, how do we get people? You know, we want things to blow up, but how do you get people there that it doesn't take three weeks to get a force sizable enough to do it? Yeah, but the problem is with setting up in a wormhole operation it takes longer to set up in wormhole and because you've got to get all your stuff in effectively and the payoff from that is that obviously if people want to come and blow your shit up they've then got to go through the same thing of getting logistics stuff in um so yeah so it'd be interesting to see how this new story develops obviously there are people on the scene going to be reporting on for it um Back what was, was I saying before? Um, yeah, Abyss. So we've got the Logi, which are coming in for the new range. Is there any more further plans to upgrade the Trigavian? Um, looking at the way that their weapons are based, the Dreadnought might be the next biggest thing that you could possibly bring in. Because a Trigavian carrier doesn't really work in the flavor thing. Of the continuously firing, so try gave you dreads when? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> we're not done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell us all your future plans, please. Yeah, can you? <laughs> the show is really important. Tell but you what, we're gonna we're gonna keep making spaceships. That's for mm. sure. I, I got to tell you, the Triglavian ships just look phenomenal. The art team, all yeah, the okay. all the new structures too. I had to run the structures thing before the show because they just look so freaking cool. I yeah, love when games art's cool. really been killing it. I mean, they kind of have forever, but uh, mm -hmm. all the all the stuff the last couple of years has been really phenomenal. I mean, the abyss environments too are just like mind blowing. It's really it's really hard to get on that art team, isn't it? 
<laughs> I don't know. I haven't tried. I've, I've oh tried. God, it. Are you bitter, Macho? Yeah. Bitter? I am not bitter. I'm actually. Uh, I would continue to try. Actually, I, 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 would, I would recommend to keep pissing off CCP's HR, and you'll be on the team in no time. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's uh, you know, while I was out in Vegas, I talked to CC Blue Screen a little bit. Uh, very mm -hmm. nice guy, but um, you know, he looked at my portfolio and so on, and told me which route to go. So I, I'll try again eventually. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, keep I'm, it up. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know about moving to Iceland. Looks nice. Though. <laughs> well, apparently Portland's fine. So uh, yeah. you got to do a. You got to do a. Yeah, what is what is up what, with these masochists, man? It, either an island where it rains sideways, or a freaking state where it does nothing but rain. Oh, I was I was upset when um, the Atlanta office kind of closed because I'm only like four hours away from Atlanta. That's still a hell of a commute. Yeah, I had to do a stint in Iceland though for i mean you gotta you can't you gotta go to iceland it's Gen uh, it's really generally, special. generally in a lot of those gaming companies uh juniors or just regular um regular artists aside from seniors aren't going to be working remote yeah yeah we actually have hardly anyone remote these days it's like i think i'm one of three right now <clears throat> and i actually spend a lot of time in iceland still so it's only like half remote they bounce back and forth a lot good for the miles yeah it's true i realized something about miles though when you it always seemed so good uh before but now that i fly a ton i realize that i don't want to go on any more trips so it's kind of a worthless thing to get <laughs> you'll get old one day so mm -hmm. i mean if, it, if they don't expire you're gonna like all right cool i'll save them yeah. up spend do yeah once, I, once I retire go to the island like tropics or whatever using my Iceland miles. Absolutely. Or you can do what a friend of ours does. Uh, he, he shall remain nameless. Um, and then when he goes on business trips, he just upgrades his hotel and his room and upgrades nice. everything. And when he goes on vacation, he upgrades everything and buys additional services with his points. And it's, all works that pretty sounds, good. That I, sounds I, like I love plan. that person who should be nameless. Yes, I know. <laughs> that person that must drive us into a cornfield? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we almost died a couple of weeks ago, CCP Rise. Uh, we almost ended up in a cornfield bed. Drive us into a cornfield because he, he can't read no outlet signs. I'm sorry that didn't work out for you. And it wasn't I mean, even an alcohol related incident. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if the show was fifty, us taking the show, it was fifty percent of the people on the show were drunk at the time. <laughs> no current people on this show, You're no, lying. we were not even close. Well, that's because only fifty percent of us are of drinking age. Oh, that hurt my feelings. We well, um, we want to be clear here that you know, Mist is the only one on the show who actually likes Entosis Rise, so just you know, he loves it. He he lives for I it. I do enjoy it. He my, does. My favorite, he truly does. My favorite thing about Entosis and this set me up for it for life was during the tail end of the campaign when I was flying my Entosis, my Vexors in to do some Entosis thing, and some darkness people turned up and shot me, and I'm like, yes, kill me, I get SRP. And Your like, favorite part of Breakfast is pushing down the toaster lever and waiting for it to pop, isn't it? Yeah, because when, when people turn up and you're like, yes, if you kill me, I get SRP, and they're like, hang on, I, you, you guys get SRP for throwing ships away at targets. That's all. And I'm like, yes, yes. Like, yeah, I, th I think if the art team would come up with some kind of a color, like you get a gold entosis beam for like a hundred systems, that would miss. That's what we'd never see missed again. He'd just be out there with his little gold beam. I'll, uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, I, I was just reading. I'm just reading the Twitch chat at the moment. No, I'm waiting for what Rise is going to say because it sounds like it's going to be funny. No. He's like we are when he starts talking about entosis. <laughs> it's like me. I, I never, I never bring it up. I'll have you know. Never, I, never. Like every other you show. Guys, 
Exactly. Well, we all know it. about it because you never bring it up. Yeah, you, you guys always start mentioning it. My last question about Abyss is, so with the PvP arena, there's like the lore idea from what I understand is, it's almost like the Trigavians are like inviting um, capsules in to fight. Is this like it's a way of them trying to study and understand how capsules fight as a preparation for a possible invasion <laughs> in known space? Is that something we can do? Because they, they're studying how they fight on a one-to-one -one basis, trying to understand them in possible invasion. Is that something possibly on the horizon? Uh, I mean, probably no Triglavian invasions anytime super soon. But um, I don't know. I can't. I'm not going to like tell you about like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a good surprise if it was going to happen, don't you think? Rather than, oh. like, announce it in a podcast. But no one listens to this anyway. <laughs> no. You could put the... My best fa my favorite thing is you put passion, put CCP, which is pat, puts patch notes out weeks in advance. Come patch day, people are like, why is this happening? Oh, yeah. When did this change? People, I, I would love to know. I don't. I've never heard what our. I don't know if it's even possible to find out. But what our like actual. I think. I think probably less than half people read anything outside the client at all. Um, you know, dev blogs and patch notes and stuff. So I Bots think it must, can't read. It must be a very surprising experience for a lot of folks. Like on all the time. I mean, every month there's probably stuff coming out that. Some of it's probably pretty jarring like it's definitely worth reading patch notes okay but uh, I think a, lot, a lot of people don't Alrighty, folks well it is it is two o'clock so um we are going to go around real quick for the one last thing for everybody i'll start with the folks offline um and then we will end with you ccp rice um, what's one last thing it is whatever you want to say at the end of the show it's the last on. thing you say yep all right every show so i'll start with you scythe uh, yeah. There he goes. RJ? <laughs> yeah, I'm still ready for that. I'm out. RJ? Okay. Uh, yeah, keep coming up with good stuff. I mean, uh, I, it, this game always keeps attracting me back, and it's just probably because of a lot of the designers and the devs and our team, um, especially the art team, wink, wink. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> keep doing good things, man. Oh, thanks. All right, Para, we're going to go to you. Okay, fantastic. I, I just want to give a shout out to our high sec and low sec listeners who don't have the uh, opportunity to enjoy Entosis based gameplay. If you want to experience this in your own home, you can take an egg timer, set it to five minutes, put it on the table, and then it'll go off and nothing will happen. That's exactly what Entosis is. <laughs> and, uh, you're, you're good to go. So. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Mist, would you like to respond? <laughs> Um, when you set, your, in real life. you set your egg timer off in five minutes, sometimes someone comes around with a knife trying to stab you, and then you draw out your knife, and then you start dancing around the egg timer, slowly trying to poke each other. Hopefully, oh, it's, it's, it's it's just, thing. just sit on a gate in high second, don't do it, just leave the egg timer there. Michael Jackson just starts playing in the background, you know? <laughs> is is the, the dude with the knife a scope creep? <laughs> I mean, yes. That's it, really. I mean, I once sat on and tasting a node for about an hour because the, the visual uh, you provided amazing. <laughs> I, I, I prefer Paris, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, Newbie, um, you're, you're up. Uh, I'd just like to thank uh, Rise for taking the time on a Saturday. I know that they work hard during the week and, you know, they want to have a life too. So much appreciation. And Rise, you're, you're on. You're on. Well, let me return that with thanks for having me. Even though it's the weekend, that's not a big deal. It's fun to talk about Eve. So I was happy to be here. And I did want to say sorry for not grabbing more stuff from chat. I was pretty, since I was talking almost the whole time, I didn't actually look over a lot and catch a lot of this stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe next time I'd like to come back. Then there wasn't, I don't know, not too much, hopefully, that I missed. I'm trying to scroll back through. Maybe I'll grab oh, a couple in chat before I go. But. Hmm. But yeah, thanks. It's just fun. Happy to talk to you guys. Yep. 
And since newbie took, you know, my thunder for my one last thing, I really don't have much. Other than God, thank you very much, Rise. Blame and, me. And you are you are more than welcome uh, to be on the show. Anybody from CCP is anytime that you guys want to be here. Anytime you want to promote something, where we are here, we'd love to to chat because we are ultimately here because we love the game. Even though sometimes we complain about it, eh, you know. But uh, but we truly love it, and it's a game we've played most of us for many 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 years. So thank you again for taking the time. We appreciate it. Yeah, no uh, worries. All right, folks. Up, oh, squeaky bee, squeaky bee. All right, we're gonna we're gonna leave the show with uh, with a little ruined dreams, and then the INN identification, and we're out of here. Thank you, everybody in the audience, for uh, for joining us on another weekend. We appreciate your time and watching the show, and uh, thanks a lot. Everybody say bye. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. INN identification. We're on INN. We done. There you go. There you go. I got you.